0: Election College episode number 297, Harry S. Truman, part one. Let's throw a political party. Face it, the political scene sucks, but did it always? It's time for Election College, and class is in session. Now, your hosts... Jason Goff and Ben Smith. Hey, Jason. We're back. Yeah. Here to talk about another president. Go figure.
1: Man, we do that just about every week. Pretty
0: much. Last week, we talked about Cactus Jack, who was not a president. And then we usually talk about, like, the vice president and then the first lady. We realized we'd already done a bunch of episodes about the first lady And we were like, man, what else could we do in between this and the next president? And we figured, let's just do the next president. It works. (laughs) That's what people like. Well, now, we did cover Wallace.
1: Yes, we did cover Wallace a while back. So if you're wondering, hey, where's Wallace? Well, he should have been listening to us 200 episodes ago. That's right. something like that.
0: Yeah. He's in there. We we covered uh, Eleanor at one point. Yep and i was like why don't we discuss the 22nd amendment you know because that kind of came about right around the time of fdr and nope episode like 53 or something like that (laughs) we talked about it so i mean i guess we've we've almost covered all the history in the world that there is to talk about
1: it's amazing
0: i don't know why anybody is still listening
1: oh that was
0: oh that was for the listeners to know that it was sarcasm oh so, Harry Truman is who we're talking about today, and it's part one of who knows how many episodes. We're not even guessing at this point we anymore. We have to draw it out. Yeah. So, he was born in Lamar, Missouri. And do you say Missouri or Missouri? I think that only
1: some people in a certain area say Missouri. I okay. Think, as long as you don't call it Missouri. Yeah. But you know what, Ben? On the way to Texas. Uh We drove through that little boot, which has nothing to do with Harry Truman because he was not from anywhere near there. But Uh that's kind of an interesting area, that little part of Missouri that kind of sticks down. Yeah. Um, We drove through there. Nice. And now I can say I've been there.
0: It's really funny because I can go like an hour and a half from my house and hit three states because I'm I'm going like through a little tiny sliver of West Virginia and then into Ohio from Pennsylvania. Mm Mm-hmm. I barely even went into West Virginia, but I did. I I did it. You done did it, and
1: <laughs> a lot of West Virginians like that. Missouri. Yeah. It, I was actually in Missouri longer than I thought it was going to be, and I thought we were going to go through Tennessee because all the signs say Memphis. There it is, and we had already crossed the Mississippi River. So, even though we were in the the Memphis area, we were not uh-huh. in Tennessee. And on top of that, you never think of Missouri and, like, Mississippi being relatively close to each other. But Uh, in that part of the universe, they're kind of near each other.
0: They're all connected.
1: It's really weird.
0: So Truman was born in Missouri. 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 There's a song that's like, I live in Missouri. I wonder if they were talking about Missouri.
1: Oh, I hope not.
0: I doubt it. Well, I mean, maybe. It's a lovely state. If you're from Missouri, tell us how you pronounce it. But I would rather they say that they lived in Missouri than actually in Missouri. That's not... I don't want anybody to live in Missouri. No way. Okay. So he was born in 1884, and he was the oldest of John Anderson Truman and Martha Ellen Young Truman. And he was named after his uncle on his mom's side. And... Uh, had a few other uncles that he was, or grandfathers, that his middle initial, S, comes from. Uh, there was really no S. Like, the S didn't really stand for anything. Uh, it, well, it stood for something, but it wasn't, like, a name. Like, like my middle initial is Austin, or my middle name is Austin, and my middle initial is A. His middle name was just S, because his um, one grandfather was named Anderson Ship Truman, and the other one was Solomon Young. So they're like, what's a common letter between these two names? I know, <laughs> S. Let's just make it that. Uh, so he has a few other siblings afterwards, and uh, the family pretty much comes from uh, England. They're English descent. Got a little bit of Scotch-Irish in them. Maybe we're related to those. A little bit of German, a little bit of French, and uh, they're there. They're living in Missouri, doing some farming, dealing with some li- livestock, etc. Yeah, and so they're only there
1: for the first 10 months of Harry's life. And then they moved to a farm near Harrisonville, Missouri. And then a little bit later on, they moved to Belton. And in 1887, upon their move to Belton, they move into their grandparents' 600-acre farm in Grandview. He kind of spent some time here, there, and everywhere in Missouri. So after a few moves when he was Well, by the time he was six, they had moved several times around Missouri. They set up their lives in Independence, Missouri, and uh, primarily so he could attend the Presbyterian Church Sunday School. He didn't go to a regular school like most children until he was eight. But interestingly enough, while they're living in Independence, Young Harry is serving the Jewish community, doing tasks that those of the Jewish faith do not do on their Sabbath. So, you know, whether it be, I don't know, turning on lights, I would suppose, or maybe going out probably and running errands, uh, young Harry Truman was doing that. Now he was really interested in music and reading and history. He probably would have loved our podcast, right? That's right. And, uh, (laughs) He um, developed a very close
0: relationship uh, with his mom. Yeah, and we'll see as time goes on, probably in another episode or two from now, the kind of relationship he had with her all the way through his life. I mean, he, he, or all the way through her life, uh, whenever he was even in the presidency, he would go to her for some advice on occasion. So definitely uh, very attached in that relationship. Uh, he gets up really early during this time to play the piano, to practice. Uh, he does that until he's about 15 years old, so he's, you know, a decent at it because he does it every morning uh, for a couple days, or a couple days a week. He is a page at the National Convention for the Democratic Party in 1900, and that's in Kansas City. And the way he really got this position was that his dad was friends with a bunch of people who were active in the DNC. Uh, and they helped him get a job as a page, just kind of helping out, you know, it's a political position, but it's also just kind of a like an intern almost, uh, helping out at the uh, the convention there in 1900. Yeah. So the next year he graduates from Independence High School.
1: He enrolls in Spalding's Commercial College. And uh, there, sounds kind of like what I learned To do in high school. He studied some bookkeeping and uh, learned how to type, but he did not finish um, school there. He left after a year and he goes to take a job as a timekeeper on the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe Railroad. Or railway, I should say. Uh, Get this, Ben, he slept in hobo camps near the rail lines during this phase of his life. And um, takes on some clerical jobs later on and works for the Kansas City
0: Star in the mailroom. Hmm. Doing some clerical work. That education probably helped them, even though it was only for a year. Yeah. So Truman, Harry, that is, and his brother uh, work as clerks at the National Bank of Commerce in Kansas City. And while they worked there, they were working alongside a guy by the name of Arthur Eisenhower. Now you may not know who Arthur Eisenhower is, but you probably know Dwight, his brother, and Milton, his other brother. Uh, <laughs> the uh, connections here are uncanny. Did I use the word "uncanny" correctly?
1: Um, sure you did. Okay, I think cool. so. It's kind of crazy then, because when you're driving on that section of I-40. From the middle of Kansas to Missouri, uh-huh. uh, the Truman Library is not too far from Abilene, Kansas, where the Eisenhower Library is. Mm. So makes sense. Good figure.
0: Yeah. One time I went to the li- the McKinley Library library, mm-hmm. and oh, first of all, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I I messed up and I went after the the monument was closed, which is arguably one of the coolest monuments um, at a, at a library that there is and it was closed for the winter so i didn't get to go in but i got to say you know mckinley you could think of him whatever you want we we definitely have our opinions and you know we talked about him a lot did an interview with a guy who wrote a book about him his library is garbage like it's not good mm. sorry sorry mckinley family or whoever's you know still around but it's just i'll go again if somebody wants to go with me but i just don't ever Wow. Sorry. I know. A Harsh seething
1: words. review. That's right.
0: I didn't leave a review. I thought it'd be nicer than that.
1: Well, good job. Way to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in 1906, Harry Truman, the guy we're talking about in this part one episode, uh, dealing with, with the Smeister. I don't know. What kind of nickname do we give Harry Truman?
0: I think instead of giving him a nickname, we should say his last name. Like Jerry from Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld says Newman's name. Oh. We should say it Truman. Truman
1: goes back to the Grandview Farm in 1906, where he lives until he goes into the army in 1917. And it was during this time that he begins courting a young lady named Bess Wallace. Uh, He says, hey, Bess, you and me, let's get married. She says no, and then Truman later says, <laughs> it just there's just this pause that happens after that, I, yeah, yeah, good effect, Ben, good suggestion. Truman says that he intends to propose again, but he wanted to have a better income, uh so what he does is he goes off to World War One, and after he comes back. He becomes active in several business ventures. One of them is a lead and zinc mine near Commerce, Oklahoma. And he starts making some money. Despite the fact that he does not have a college degree,
0: he is doing pretty well for himself. It's kind of interesting to me that had he not been interested in Bess Wallace and had he not wanted had she not turned him down, who knows what he may have done. I mean, he may have gone off to the war, come back, continued doing a noble job, but, you know, farming, instead of earning a better income like Bess wanted or he wanted to have for Bess. And, of course, you know, everything you do leads up to something else. So maybe he would have never been the, the president. Wow. Had it not been for Bess. I'm really stretching here. I'm getting into some, like, Alternate timeline stuff, but I like it. That's that's right up my alley. Wow.
1: You just took me on a, my mind is blown path.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not only does he go to war, he comes back. He, you know, does well for himself. In addition to the business college he had gone to before, remember how he went for a year and kind of quit after that. He takes night classes for a couple of years at the Kansas City Law School which now you may know as the University of Missouri-Kansas City School of Law. Uh, But he ends up running for county judge and drops out because he loses, or after he loses at least. And a lot of the attorneys around the Kansas City area are saying, hey, you know, you're, you're pretty well educated. You have to remember, even though he hadn't completed one of these schools, most people were not going to school at all so the fact that he had had some education uh the fact that he was experienced he'd been in business he'd been in farming he'd been in war they're like you could probably practice law and he says well i'm not really interested i'm a judge now so i guess i don't need to go to law school or to do any kind of law because i'm i'm a judge so that's kind of comforting and scary at the same time
1: yeah Hey, speaking of comforting and uh, scary at the same time, um, how about those glasses? Oh, yeah. Um, Part of the reason he was rejected for going to the um, U.S. Military Academy at West Point was because he had poor eyesight.
0: It, It was 20-50 in one eye, which is still not acceptable for the military at the time. But in the other eye, he is legally blind. Pretty much, he's twenty-four hundred, and I guess we're jumping back around a little bit here. But he he fails the test the first time uh, to get into the military, and the second time he takes it, he fa- he would have failed it except that he memorized the eye charts uh, <laughs> so that he could pass. So he was really dedicated, uh, really wanted to go to serve in the military, and he really. Uh, Wanted to go so bad that he basically lied to get in. Like a lot of men did in during this time where people would lie of their age and of their background and everything. Um, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do and there's no way to check it, I guess. Yeah, but he does have a heroic uh, record
1: in the war. Um, he eventually does become a captain In July of 1918 and um, becomes a commander of the battery of battery D which was kind of known for its discipline problems and um, Truman uh, was um, kind of not very popular among the troops there, but he um, would not be intimidated and he whipped the boys into shape and There's this one instance where his soldiers began to flee during a sudden night attack um, by the Germans. And Truman succeeded um, by saying, hey, no, you're going to stay here and fight. And he pulled out some of the language that he learned during his railroad days. Um, You can just see it. There he is in his thick spectacles just cursing Mm -hmm. these soldiers. And they were so surprised by it that uh, they're like, okay, yes, sir. We'll, we'll do whatever you want us to do.
0: Yeah, so he ends up destroying the enemy battery. He's credited with pretty much saving all the lives of uh, the 28th Division, who otherwise, you know, the Germans would have come down on him. Uh, his colonel, Colonel Clem at the time, does not really like what he did, or for Boston and the other guys around, essentially, And threatens that he's going to court-martial him. But it never happens. So he gets off. And he's more of a hero than a villain, I guess, in this case. Um, Really, this is where Truman, a lot of his leadership abilities come out. And people really start to see what he's made of. Uh, You know, he started out as a farmer with uh, not even a full clerical degree. uh, Really couldn't do much. Couldn't Couldn't even convince a woman to marry him. I mean, come on. And he, uh, he goes off and learns a bunch of leadership skills and comes back and is quite a different person in a good way. Yeah.
1: So he goes into politics, uh, which we're kind of stating the obvious there. But uh, he does go into politics, and we are going to just let you hang on that cliff right now for a whole week. But while you're there hanging – with us. Um, why don't you go over to electioncollege.com slash review and go ahead, leave us a a cliffhanger review
0: of some sort. But make sure you leave it in the part about how we're cool and you like us and stuff. That'd be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, you can also head over to Amazon by going to electioncollege.com slash Amazon and buy all your goodies there. If you buy anything on Amazon it'll cost you the exact same amount of money. And it might make us a few cents on every dollar you spend.
1: I thought That'd you were going to say it's going to make us so wealthy we can hardly stand it.
0: If that was the case, we'd have so many more episodes a week. Ah, true that.
1: Yeah. So, hey, if you're independently wealthy and you would like to hear more Election College every day of the week uh, so we can quit everything else, no. Some stuff. We've got our obligations. But, Yeah. yeah if you just feel like supporting us we've told you how to do it so have a great week and we will see you next time this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping